So hi, one of the good nights podcast here with Trevor from Sundress. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired the creation of the band, and what does the band name mean? Okay. Um, so Sundress kind of started um, when I was going through a lot of personal changes in my life. I was uh, getting sober, actually. I've been sober for 11 years now. Congrats. Um, Congrats. Thank you. But so... And that was kind of right when I got introduced to like learning how to songwrite, and it was such a big ther- therapeutic thing for me at the time that it it kind of really started to be a huge part of my life, and eventually um, joined the band, started the band around the songs. And um, as far as the name, that there's nothing really crazy meaningful from it, other than um, there's a song by a songwriter named Ben Queller that I like a lot called Sundress. And when I was like kind of looking at songs, I like to look for band names. I just thought that that would be like a nice sounding band name with an ED at the end. So it kind of just worked out that way. All right. And it kind of, you know, people relate it to us like being, living in the sunshine state of Arizona as well. So, right. Oh, that yeah. worked out very well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, so, congrats on your newest release, Home Remedy. How do you feel about the response to it so far? Of course. Um, it's It's been really, really cool. Um, we've never had, like, this this much support on a release through a label before. Like, just a lot more resources that the label had to offer, and we were able to, like, you know, get press overseas and kind of get get introduced to a lot, lot of new people and get reviewed way more magazines and stuff and it, it's just been despite it being like such a weird year to release music it's been really cool so mm-hmm. i'm so uh, happy to hear that uh, yeah you guys are label mates with happy correct yeah yeah uh mm-hmm. this record kind of sounded similar to cult classic i don't know if anybody's told you that or not or if you even heard cult classic uh i've heard a few songs i, I haven't heard that but um they're an awesome band so yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's definitely a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this record and how it's changed from this one and the previous records? Um, Yeah, definitely. So, Sundress kind of started as as a sort of my songwriting project, where a lot of the recordings were just like a producer and myself, and we'd bring in a drummer or something like that. And um, after our last release, and we started touring on it, I slowly but surely got and solidified a kind of solid lineup for the band and um aj our guitar player and vic our drummer were actually really involved in the writing process of that creating the actual songs which was new for me um but i feel like it um it definitely i was able to it was cool to write with people that were in my band rather than just like someone in the studio that's you know like it's just always, I'm one of the songwriters that's like, I'm going to surround myself by talented people, and if they're going to contribute, I'm going to let them. I'm not going to, I'm not that kind of person that's like, it has to be this way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because of that, like, AJ is just so talented, and he was able to just like open up our guitar sound completely to things that I never would have thought of, because I'm not personally much of a guitar player. So that was really cool. And then as far as lyrically, it kind of, felt like i was just naturally doing a sequel to our last record where um i was kind of just 
more kind of identifying problems that I had and that, you know, my friends had on the first record. And this one is more about kind of finding what works to kind of remedy, no pun intended, those (laughs) situations. So it kind of, it kind of all this, I had more of a plan, I guess, going in of like what I wanted. I wanted it not necessarily a concept album, but to be all relatable together, you know. Cohesive, okay. I guess, would be a word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, where's your headspace while creating this record? Oh, let's see. Um, <clears throat> well, I was. Um, we had toured quite a bit on the last record, and we weren't. Um, we weren't with a label when we wanted to. Well, we were with the label, and the label ended up not working out, and we didn't have any funding for the record but we had already gone to LA to meet all these producers and we fell in love with this guy Mike who ended up doing the record and we just decided that he had to do it and we had to figure out how to pay for it working our butts off Uh, we did a little bit of crowdfunding just to make it happen so I think there was kind of a desperation in our headspace that we like wanted to record these songs with this guy and we would do just about anything to do it and i i feel like that really came through so just something that we're just so proud of like listening to it back and it was it was just something we worked really hard for so yeah well it definitely shows so that's good Mm -hmm. thank Um, you (laughs) so what band or artist influences do you think you can hear the most on this record oh man um Definitely uh, a favorite band that AJ and I share is Saves the Day. Um, we love Saves the Day and a lot of the old like drive through records, emo and pop punk bands, like you know your early Novembers and Starting Line. And um, I personally learned songwriting from like more singer songwriter stuff, like uh, like Bright Eyes is will always be an influence for me songwriting wise but um aj grew up on a lot more of that pop punk stuff and how to write cool guitars for that so i feel like we were able to kind of marry those like favorite bands of ours together and it all kind of came together so that's so cool okay thanks yeah um what made you choose the name home remedy and is there meaning behind the cover art yeah definitely so um I was kind of like, Home Remedy was actually the last song I wrote for the record, but I had I had referenced Home Remedy and some of the lyrics of the other song and just like the idea of like, like being, you know, broke without healthcare and looking up your symptoms on WebMD and trying to figure out like what supplement you could maybe take and yeah. like <laughs> kind of just using that as like, like a kind of theme for what a lot of people in our generation kind of have to do to survive but not so much focused on like actual like you know like apple cider vinegar or whatever but like whatever it is when you're going through hard times that gives you a moment of happiness and and makes you want to keep going you know what i mean so that was kind of what what a home remedy meant to me which you know throughout our whole career i guess you could call it this band has been like a therapeutic thing for me that's kept me alive and kept me okay so it kind of 
it's kind of just encouraging you to find your, you know, your remedies that work and yeah, that's Wow. <laughs> that's so wholesome. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Uh, so what song on this record took the longest to write and then what is your personal favorite? Hmm. Song took the longest to write. I would say um the song Is This a Drug probably took the longest to write because that was one we actually like went back and forth and changed a lot and it was one of the first ones we had written out for the record um and we were kind of like experimenting with sounds like we wanted it to kind of be more like have a punk influence like pup or menzingers kind of stuff like that and um i kind of that was one one of the first ones that i just basically sent aj like acoustic guitar vocals my lyrics and let him just build the whole landscape behind it. And that was kind of like what ended up being our process for the rest of the songs. So, and then as far as a favorite song, um, I really loved the song, the facts just because it was, um, it was very experimental for us instrumentally. Like it has like a time signature change and a key change. Um, but also it was just, it was just one of those ones where the, the lyrics flowed out really easily and they were kind of like quirky and, but it didn't feel like it was forced. I, I don't know how to explain it, but um, yeah, it was just a very re rewarding one to hear back. And we're also super scared to play it live because it's super hard. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's got fair. Some time, hey, that's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. So, yeah. Is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while going through this album? Um, yeah, it's it's really important for me to... Um, I try to be really open with what I've been through because you never know who could be listening that it might help. And I guess, like, I guess the main message that I want is that, like, it is possible to get through bad stuff and... You know, if, if my experience or one of the guy's experiences can help someone else know that's possible, then that's those kind of connections are what make this band so special for me. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned that the title track was actually written last, but the, the name of the album comes up multiple times throughout the record. So, like, how did that happen? Was it intentional or did it just kind of fall that way? It was it was kind of intentional um, because I felt like I had kind of figured out this theme that was kind of coming naturally through the songs, but I needed something to kind of tie it together. So like, um, I came up with the first line, and it it just felt like this could be like the intro, like kind of like setting up the rest of the record. So I kind of wrote it with that in mind, which was fun. And I I had always wanted to like reference past lyrics into in a new song to kind of like say like hey this is a continuation and got to got to put that together so that was a fun songwriting thing for me yeah that's cool oh, that's so cool all right so yeah. i want this question to be like super super quick off the top okay. of your head i want you to describe this record in three words oh my gosh um honest raw proud Oh. oh, 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Typically, people are like, cool. just, just listen. Or yeah, just exactly. Listen. So I appreciate <laughs> oh. that. Yeah. Um, so you've got a track on the record called Sensitive Motherfucker, and it is the softest <laughs> uh, song on the record. Why <laughs> did you have to name it so harshly? I was expecting, like, easy core, and then I got hit with this acoustic song. That's so funny. <laughs> like, um, this is actually a great story for a podcast because... I went into the studio with that song to Mike and I did have it fleshed out to be more of like a, you know, like a big, like kind of anthem-y song. Uh And, um, and the producer is like, I have this weird idea. And he's like, you're either going to like hire, I'm going to either be your, your producer for the rest of your life. You're going to fire me. But, um, he like, he was, he just brought up this idea of like how, like the lyric, could kind of come off cheesy if it was just this like power pop punk ballad but there would be like a sense of irony in it being a soft song and would maybe help people focus on like what the song's actually about instead of just like oh it says fuck in the chorus you know um (laughs) so i kind of just like i had trusted him so much in that point i was like let's let's map it out and do it and it ended up just being a really cool song for us that kind of has that like that bright eyes influence that I've always had, you know. I, I, I think that's very interesting. Uh, will we ever see that like heavy version? At <laughs> any point I, or? I think we'll have to figure out a way to do it live differently. So I I, I bet we could we could mess around it a, a little bit. Yeah. Oh my god. That'd be such a twist if somebody went there looking forward to like in a little acoustic version of it and they just got the Oh god, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, so how did you guys end up on the track list for the album? Did you just kind of shuffle it or did you kind of rearrange it multiple times and be like, oh this fits better here? Um, so we actually really focused on this because we like wanted it to be kind of like that you know, perfect roller coaster type journey. And I don't know if it was the best way to go about it, but we would just basically like have a phone call between us and the producer and we would all write our own track listing and then compare them to see like who thought what was what. And then um, we kind of worked back from there. Um, they did let me have like a couple like, okay, you're the main songwriter. You, you know, you can have a couple that you insist on. So like one of them for me was that we opened with home remedy. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was, it was kind of just going back and forth and then putting in our, our playlist. We had the masters for a long time before it came out. So we were constantly listening to them. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy with it. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys were going for that roller coaster, and I think you did a good job at that. So definitely. Nice. <laughs> uh, so when live shows come back, uh, what three songs are you looking forward to playing live off this record? Oh man, um, definitely "Size of My Heart." I didn't. Ex- it's one of my favorite songs, but I didn't expect it to have like. It was probably like our our best performing single when we were rolling out the record. So I'm excited to have some like fan er- interaction with that song. Um, also really excited to play the closing song cash out um it's just a really really powerful song for us to play and it's it's fun to kind of slow it down a little bit and it feels like the hope is that that would be the song that we close with on our tours for you know 
indefinitely because it feels like such an ender to us so yeah and then one more um definitely oh please because i i feel like it's just going to be a super sing-along fun chorus for everyone mm-hmm. okay. okay that's a solid list i just thanks that out there um <laughs> so where do you see the band in the next five years i would love to be you know it it feels like we're really kind of not restarting but we're at a really good point where it seems like a lot of things are possible with you know we're we're now with rude for a few records so we we know when we're going to record the next one and like um we're hopefully going to be able to get to tour overseas for the first time and stuff like that so ideally we'll just be continuing to grow grow the band and making new records i mean i hope we'd have at least one one or two out by another five years um yeah we we just love doing this we we and we love working hard with it and we're okay with it so you know if if amazing things happen we blow up cool and if it's still a slow build then we'll keep doing that so all right right. Um, so for the last couple (laughs) questions we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row so if you're on death row what would your last meal be with a drink okay i'm definitely gonna say like my main entree would be a bowl of really good japanese ramen like miso ramen that's Mm -hmm. spicy miso ramen um and i would want some kind of like ridiculous milkshake as a dessert okay do you have like a specific flavor for that milkshake Oh, probably like chocolate, Oreos, brownies, that kind of that kind of vibe. Okay. I'm a oh big God. sweet I'm a big sweets guy. So All right. All right. Delicious. so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? One fictional what? World. World. Hmm. This one's actually kind of hard for me because I'm not, like, a big, like, fantasy reader. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to think about it. Um, hmm. I would say maybe, like, like in, in Scranton working at Dunder Mifflin. As you should. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God. Dude. Um, Wonderful. So I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person I've spoken to have said the most important question. What is your favorite color? Favorite color? Um, it's like this. I'm like, well, you can't really see in the light, but um, sea foam green, kind of mint green. Ooh. That's that's my favorite right now, which I'm sure you could see by all our merch and everything <laughs> for the new album. Yeah. But, right, that's all. Yeah. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, just like thank you for listening to the record. Um, keep watching out for our live streams. We're trying to kind of keep our community going with different social medias throughout the pe- pandemic. So we've got our own Discord server now, which is cool because I already had Discord. And now I have this podcast and I have another podcast on Discord and I'm learning how to use it. But um. And we've been doing a lot of stuff on Twitch. Um, my friend Andy is a big streamer, and he's been kind of producing Twitch content for us, which has been really cool. Um, 
we're just being forced to be creative because we can't go out and play for you. So, um, yeah, join us online. We're trying to have fun, and thank you all so much for having us. Yeah, well, thank you for coming on. This has been uh, Trevor from Sundress and uh, We're the Good Noise Podcast.